if they can't approach you when they need to, then you're not doing your job properly. Welcome to Raise the Bar, a podcast by Gymnastics New South Wales. Each month we chat with gymnastics coaches, athletes and experts to reveal tips and tricks to help you raise the bar on your coaching journey. Today's topic, how to create a safe and inclusive space in the gym. Kate, who are we hearing from today? Hey Gem, this week we are joined by former elite gymnast, coach and Gymnastics New South Wales Pride Ambassador, Mick Whitehouse. Let's hand it over to Mick. Thanks for having me. You have been involved in the sport as an athlete and you're still involved in the sport as a coach, but you also work um, with Jim New South Wales as a Pride Ambassador. Can you tell us a little bit about that part of your life um, and that journey in gymnastics? Yeah, it's actually really cool to be a part of. I love that I am a Pride Ambassador. I identify as non-binary and queer and... Dominic, who is the other Pride ambassador, and I, we did kind of like a Pride photo shoot, and that kind of sparked a conversation of becoming Pride ambassadors and working with an inclusions team with Gymnastics New South Wales to talk about how we can be a more inclusive sport. It is Pride Month um, this month. So as somebody that is worked with the sport as a Pride ambassador, somebody that identifies as queer themselves, that is a coach, I'd love to have your insights as to how we as coaches can be providing these safe environments. Well, that's that's really hard to kind of narrow that down and that's a big job. But the more I thought about it, I was like, it's actually the simplest things that you can do to make a positive difference. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. I think a really big part of making the gym or making whatever space you're in more inclusive and open is to start by listening, listening to obviously the people around you, listening to the athletes that you're working with, hearing what they need and they want from you as a coach, but also watching and listening to how they interact with their teammates. I think I've overheard some really wonderful conversations between some really young gymnasts that have just put a big smile on my face that they feel comfortable talking to each other and I know the things that they're interested in and all of that because you're taking in what they're giving you and you know from my experience as as a kid like you're in the gym for half of the day you're at school and then you're in the gym and it's a big part of these athletes lives so I think listening is a really important thing that you can do as a coach listening to what they're telling you without their words as well. So with their body language and their attitude, which you definitely deal with as a coach. But yeah, just having that that internal, I guess, check-in that you're listening and you're hearing what your gymnasts want and need is a big thing. But I think also part of listening is asking, checking in with your athletes, which sounds really simple, but I think it's just so easy to get caught up in the the to-dos of the training session or the sport or the comp season um, and just ticking boxes that sometimes the important stuff of checking in with your athletes might be pushed down that to-do list. But I think that at the end of the day, you're a support person for these athletes as a coach and it's a really important thing that you need to do, just seeing how they feel, how their day was. If you notice that they're the body language is off or that they are a little bit more quiet that day. Like that's all signs that they're telling you without telling you that maybe they need to be checked in on. I think that's a big thing. 
and that's your job is to be there for them and to listen to what they need as a coach but also as a support person as well. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any sort of practical ways of what that looks like in in your gym? Like I know that when I was coaching, I coached a group of um, men's artistic athletes and it was a good time with stretching and I found Mm. that it was often just talking like, Marvel movies came up a lot but then as Marvel movies came up it would progress through to what's happening and something happened to their sister that day and they had a really hard day with homework or or whatever that was what does that look like for you in the gym with your athletes I've tried a couple of different things I've tried checking in before a training session starts and actually having them sit down and anonymously or writing down how they're feeling or what's going on for them for some older athletes when life gets a bit hectic at the end of high school or uni and things might be a bit overwhelming and I had just noticed uh, life affecting training which it does Um, so kind of made it a bigger deal of checking in with them and checking in on their well-being but with younger athletes like you said just just having conversations with them while they're stretching I know it's hard especially in a high performance aspect because you're there to work and you're there to achieve your goals and work towards new competitions and stuff like that but it's just as important even just asking how their day was before training starts or while they're stretching and just having those little two to five minute check-ins and conversations I think can make a big difference and can just let your athletes know that you care about them because you know that you do that's why you turn up to the gym every day and that's why you put in the work that you do and that's why you do that job but for them you know they're there because they love gymnastics or because they have goals that they want to achieve and you're their coach and you're there to help them but I think those little conversations those little snippets will just help them know that you're there for them and that you do care about them beyond the couple of hours that you spend in the gym that day. So first advice would be listen. Mm -hmm. What's our, what's our next step as far as helping to build that, that strong relationship with our athletes? Yeah. So I think it kind of ties in nicely to listening, but learning I think is the next step. Um, Which again, like all of these things can feel overwhelming. I think when when I could say to someone, you know, you need to educate yourself on X, Y, Z. It's like, oh, that's a lot of work and I don't know where to start. But it doesn't have to be that complicated. It can also just be learning what your gymnasts need from you as a coach and learning what coaching style works for them. I think that was a big thing for me as a gymnast. um, It took a little while, but when my coach and I kind of figured out what worked for me, it made a huge difference to my training and it made a difference to me wanting to be there and wanting to push myself and do good work and make people proud. And that's kind of how I benefited from my coach listening and learning to what I needed. And, you know, it might not be smooth sailing. It might be a bit of a bumpy road to get there, but that's that's what learning is all about. Um But yeah, also, I guess educating yourself is a big part of it, especially if we're talking in the space of Pride Month and being a more inclusive and accepting coach and gym space. I think there is a little bit of homework that needs to be done by coaches um, or just people in that space, support people in that space, just incorporate more inclusive language. And I guess the simplest thing I can think of is instead of referring to your gymnasts as girls or boys, it's just gymnasts or everyone and just having that one word change can make a difference to somebody. And I know in spaces, 
even now as an adult, that makes a difference for me. And it makes me feel, okay, they, they acknowledge that I'm here or they understand that it's not as simple as it may have been 10, 15, 20 years ago. Even if it's just one kid that it benefits, it's, that's a huge impact that you have on that one kid. And it might feel like a lot of work or it might feel like, well, I already know my gymnasts and I know that they don't need X, Y, Z, but you don't. Um, so kind of giving them that safe space to just be themselves without fear of judgment or without feeling like they need to fit expectations of somebody else because they already do in every other aspect of their life that can really help them grow. Yeah, for sure. And it is a huge responsibility as a coach, isn't it? And particularly Mm. in that, you know, levels context, high performance context, you're spending more time with them than their teachers, their parents sometimes. It's huge, but such an important relationship that we can build to really be building up really robust, confident people. Um, You were a, a rhythmic gymnast. How was that for you growing up and well I guess having a, a different gender identity to the to the other people that you were training with in this very very stereotypically female and feminine environment what was that like Yeah it's kind of weird to think back on that it's just a different world but um yeah when I think back on it now I think at the time that was just not not on my radar and not I don't want to say not important, but to me, it was not my priority. My kind of my whole everything I did when I was a gymnast and a high performance athlete was based around that. And that's that's what it is for high performance athletes. It is it is their job, it is their hobby, whole, it is their whole identity. Yeah, it's everything. So I think kind of figuring out who I was was really pushed to the side. And it wasn't until kind of my last year of competing that I started to think about who I was outside of this because I knew that it was coming and I knew that one day I wouldn't be a gymnast and I wouldn't be in the gym every day and that was really scary because I didn't know who I was outside of that. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I was passionate about. I didn't know I didn't know myself, I feel, when I was kind of at the end of my career, if you will. So... I think it's hard because I didn't figure myself out for a long time and things didn't click for me until I had finished the sport and until I had had that time to really learn about myself and educate myself about all these different things in the world that were not to do with gymnastics that I feel like I didn't give time or attention to when I was competing. But I think being in the rhythmic space and especially in Australia with it being a female only sport at the moment, which hopefully will be changing <laughs> in the near future, but different conversations. But yeah, I think just being in that environment kind of always pushed the other part of me lower and lower. Um, it wasn't ever a priority. It was not important to be honest to me and to my goals I was just like, yep, that will, that will happen. I have the rest of my life to kind of figure that out. But I think being in that hyper feminine environment kind of, kind of solidified to me that I didn't feel right in it, but I couldn't, I couldn't say that at the time. I didn't know how to say that at the time. And I couldn't figure that out until much later that 
those things made me uncomfortable because that's not who I was and that's not how I felt within myself. And that was hard to kind of find the language for that. But yeah, I think looking back now, it makes sense. But at the time, it was just like, I don't know why I don't like this, but I don't, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, I think, thank you for sharing. And I think it, it really comes back again to that, that listen and learn. Because you're right, it, if it just changes one person, then then that's what it's about, right? We want people yeah. to enter our sport and walk out to be better all-round people. You yeah. know, ideally, they'd also be good gymnasts. That'd be great because <laughs> that's what our job is too. Um, but just, yeah, walk out feeling like they're confident people. And it's those little things that I think will make a huge difference, which leads us to our final piece of advice. Can you outline that a little bit for us? When you step into the gym, be there, be in the gym and be there with your gymnast and for your gymnast. So that's kind of why I started coaching is because I did want to be someone positive and someone that people felt comfortable with and comfortable talking to because I feel like that is a hard a hard barrier with coaches. It's always like, well, I'm not, I'm not your friend. I'm not there to, you know, be anything other than your coach. But at the end of the day, you have such a big impact on that gymnast life. And if they can't approach you when they need to, then you're not doing your job properly. Imagine going to class or going, going to a show or something and someone's worried about something else going on and you feel like I'm not worthy of their time or they've got more important things to deal with than me so I'm gonna take a step back or I'm gonna be less of myself because they're clearly showing me through their actions that they don't care or that they're not really here so I think being there talking to your gymnasts learning from them learning who they are and being present for them can make the world of difference look we're biased we think it's the best job you could do, um, <laughs> but it is—it's definitely not something you can phone in, and yeah, you have to make sure. And we owe it owe it to these amazing athletes to to be the best we can be. Hey, yeah, yeah. If they feel safe and they feel heard, then they're gonna give their all to it. So you are benefiting as a coach by putting in that little bit of extra work. Yeah, for sure. So we are, as we said, it is Pride Month and and one of your three tips was to learn. Um, Mm. Do you have any advices for our coaches of places that they might be able to go to better educate themselves on the queer community to support their athletes? Yeah, so I mean professionally speaking, if you want to do um, professional learning or um, putting in that bit of extra work, there are courses and educational systems out there for you um, that can apply to workplaces or can apply to you just as an individual where you can sit through a course, it might be a day, it might be an hour, um, and just learn about how to be more inclusive. Wonderful places like Minus 18 and Acon, they all, I mean, the list goes on and on. There are definitely easy things out there that you can do to better the experience of the people you're around and ask questions. Find somebody that is safe to talk to and that is open to talking to you about things and ask questions because if you just go on because you're nervous to ask, then you're never going to learn and you're never going to be able to better yourself for other people. Yeah, 100%. And 
Um, yeah, as you mentioned, that there's there's Minus 18, which is really focused on LGBTQI plus youth um, mm-hmm. is their big focus. I know that we also um, work quite closely with Pride in Sport, again, very focused on the sporting community. Um, and yeah. then ACON is the kind of big almost governing overview yeah. of all of them, <laughs> which is amazing. So we are very lucky now, particularly in a digital world, that there are so many opportunities out there. Yeah. Um, but totally agree. Ask the questions because if we're too afraid to ask, then we're all just going to keep running on the spot, right? And yeah. is that going to help? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for being honest, for sharing your stories and your experiences. You, you're just a superstar. Thanks for having me. It was an honour. What a great story. I love the way that Mick shared the impact their journey and identity has had in supporting their athletes to be bold and be themselves, both during and after gymnastics. Completely. And I think that advice of just listening and learning and asking questions for your athletes is just invaluable when it comes to coaching. Absolutely. And being present. I mean, with a million things going on in life and distractions everywhere, it really shows your gymnast that you care when you just block it all out and focus on them. Absolutely. And we would love to hear what you guys think and what you guys have got out of this week's podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Gym New South Wales. And we're going to be those guys as well. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a like. Give us a follow and we will talk to you next month at the Gymnastics New South Wales podcast, Raise the Bar.